Mm. Continue to talk around the general theme of karma, or using that as a as a center central theme to talk about the Buddha's teachings. Mm. Karma is action. Karma is intention. Karma is impulse. Karma is the do it the do it rush that happens to us yeah. and this is, these are things you become much more clear about and you feel more strongly as you meditate because you, you've got a st- uh, quieter more restful state so you can recognize these f- sudden flushes or rushes of intention like suddenly you think something you've got to do and you feel your whole energy pick up and rush you know something you something um, you hear a sound and your mind jumps out and you can feel it it's kind of picking up jumping up wanting to do something yeah. Yeah. so this is this is the quality of intention or volition mm. so sort of rush through the nervous system and you know it Mm. so as we (coughs) pick up that then we go into some kind of action or reaction we say something or we think something or we imagine something we formulate something or we physically act so, this, so you see how it arises from this kind of impulse urge then it starts to form particular actions such as we say something, think something that's called, that's called verbal action um, or we feel, we feel a particular quality of heart say we, our heart suddenly hardens in terms of fear or anger you know, so there's a particular hardening Mm. And we 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 stay in that. We we connect to that. We we um, moved by that. <coughs> it's called the calm of the heart. And physical, we, we physically act. <coughs> the Buddha says actually the, the the most powerful one is the one you might not take so seriously because it doesn't it's not the one that manifests externally but it's the karma of the heart the mental karma is the strongest because that acts as the basis for how we will act and when we will act you know when we feel when our emotions and moods rise into a sense of well I'm going to do that 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 feeling connect to it and pick it up that's that's the movement of the heart or we adopt a view of some kind we adopt an ideology or we adopt a view about somebody oh he's one of those you know she's always like that you know you can feel that kind of forming from something that might have been spacious and open suddenly it hardens and forms that's that's mental action (laughs) that's the action of the heart and based upon that we then how we then we speak or we physically act 
when we think we think things over in those terms we form our world really through these actions of the heart and give us our sense of direction and our rights and wrongs and goods and bads and must do's and mustn't do's and and also we form ourself there we form ourself there something in us tells us who we are it's not always such a gracious or um, loving sense that tells us who we are <laughs> so that, this is all this is uh, mental karma the three are all connected just as the way our minds work will definitely fashion how what we speak about and how what we act upon similarly whatever we act upon and speak about will leave its impressions in the heart if the two keep going connecting you start to lay down patterns you feel this way you speak this way you do it repeatedly, you lay down particular patterns. Mm. It's not certainly, you know, all kinds of patterns. Uh, patterns of uncertainty, patterns of worry, patterns of action, patterns of uh, I must do this. Mm. And in that patterns, we get kind of programs. Uh, so some people get a very busy, do it kind of people, some people tend to doubt and prevaricate and, and postpone things some people tend to want to indulge uh, themselves, other people want to be more quiet, some people like to be with company, some people want to be on their own and most of us have probably quite a few of these programs running at different times, we want to be with people and then we want to be alone, we want to have fun and we want to be do some work and we want to relax and you've got different ways all this stuff comes rolling out we have these programs and certainly in, in uh, Buddhist practice you're starting to say well which ones do you really want to give your attention to which ones do you want to enhance in your life which ones do you want to continue which ones do you want to strengthen which ones do you want to let wither away and say enough of that I've done that finish with that it's no it's pointless or it's downright harmful mm. because there, there are um, once the once we once we've acted in certain ways whether we are really fully aware of the consequences or not we've laid down a pattern yeah. you've established a pattern and that pattern becomes what's called uh, gives rise to what's called vipaka or results, effects and there are immediate effects maybe you say something and the effect is uh, somebody else gets offended you know that's an effect uh, maybe because they get offended they're not so pleasant to you and that's an effect so you get these effects you also get the effect of when your mind moves in terms of of uh, irritation and you pick it up you state your new you know, you, you go for that, you go with that then that very action means your heart learns to how to contract uh, it does that, it kind of picks up that particular thing you want something done, <coughs> goes in that particular way and it's an unpleasant feeling so there are certain actions such as malice, um, 
greed, manipulativeness, deceitfulness that definitely have, um, you can feel them if you, you, get, you get those inclinations, I'm sure we do at times whether we act them out or not, you can feel their grip and they're not things you really want to live with or sustain if you really feel them whereas the opposite is quite different you feel a sense of truthness, truthfulness, nothing to hide you know, no deceit, nothing to have to cover up that freedom from furtiveness or bashfulness when we feel a sense of warmth uh, and we feel we, those, those are things we rather enjoy mm. so you see immediate results internally, results externally that's called vipaka another result is that the more often and the more intensely you act in certain ways you establish these what are called patterns and programs or the word, Buddhist word is sankara it means you get particular almost patterns and programs so that your mind runs down that way it runs that way instinctively because that's the program the program is there that one's up and running so any particular moment something touches your nervous system such as touches your awareness and your mind jumps down those ready available programs you know <laughs> you see your buttons get pushed and you know you re- react in certain ways it can be emotional ways such as you just feel frightened feel nervous or you feel um, whatever you feel and then certain things happen in that way you see these are sort of sankara uh, and so that, that's another result and these results are of deep consequence because the more the more those programs get used the more we only operate through them so we might not have a trust program (laughs) we might not actually have a relax button (laughs) you know we've only got certain things that that your mind runs down so those are the ones it runs down easily and the ones such as well just be trusting that's such a rarely used pathway that it's more or less redundant, you know, the weeds have grown over that one. <laughs> Whereas the panic highway is broad, <laughs> six lanes, you know, <laughs> highway. <laughs> yeah. So, and it's, uh, it's an observed uh, fact, or, you know, fact, whatever that is. Science tends to work in terms of facts, <laughs> what they call facts. But it's said that. Um, in when a human being is, is forming in childhood you have these and the nerve cells which are called neurons and things in the brain and some of them operate you know there was certain chemicals run through the system and those chemicals actually start to form and adjust the particular bits of your system that get switched on these chemicals are, are, th- are switches they're chemical switches as you flush this chemical in the system it switches on a set of nerves, neurons switches them on yeah. so, the, the, so it's a chemical switch rather than electrical switch, chemical just switches this one on so you know if you keep running adrenaline through your system what gets switched on are they are those ones which are about you know do it, act, you know your muscles start to twitch or whatever it is that you get with that kind of push you switch those on 
Now, the more you do that, it begins to be that the, the big ones, the ones you've switched on most, are the ones that develop. <laughs> so if you have a very small person, a child, then you actually start to form them by the kind of chemicals that, that their bodies produce, their, their systems, their nervous systems, their brains, their minds get, start to get formed by the signaling that's going on around them. So if you live in a fear environment where there's a lot of violence, hostility, insecurity, the little being actually gets formed as a fear, panic, insecure being because that's the only bit of the system that's got switched on. They didn't get the love bit or the relaxed bit or the trust bit or the all the time in the world neurons. They didn't get switched on. So they say if you don't switch them on, they start to wither and die. So you get uh, you know, deeply wounded infants who actually don't know what the word trust means. It's just the sound, you know. It doesn't actually switch anything on because the, the bit of the mind, the bit of the brain, is that, that little bit has withered away. That bit of the system has withered away. So you've actually got to almost really re-educate um, people. That's kind of chilling, isn't it? So, you know, you say that there are programs and maybe, hopefully, most of us have been in a reasonably comfortable, reasonably assured, benevolent system or situation or context as we grew up. So we're, yeah, all right, basically. But some of those neurons have had a fair old hammering and some haven't really seen a lot of daylight, <laughs> had much chemical running through them. <laughs> So the things we really try to enhance in meditation, just recognizing, you know, that's, that that there's there really is something. You know, these things are not just ideas. These things are very re, very strong realities that mould and form us. The mind is not just the thought that you can change at a moment's notice. You know, it's actually an energy form that has been formed, and this is the real. Uh, significance of vipaka, of results and of sankharas. You get hardwired in terms of how you've acted, what you've picked up, what you've acted upon, whether you've acted upon it because you've got the wrong information or whatever, still those actions definitely have results and you get programs. So, you know, we become our programs. Our sense of self is a mixture, a range of tones and colours. I'm sure you're aware of a whole range of, of tonalities and mood tones and interests and joys and sorrows that you can be. You know, they all seem like, yeah, this is me, you know. So these are all these are all we might say our emotional patterns, our programs, our action programs and the results of them. If you're here and you've come here, then I would to me this means that basically you've got a lot of good things going for you. Otherwise you wouldn't be interested in doing this and you certainly wouldn't be interested in sitting still in a in a barn in the middle of <laughs> in the countryside side of 
also, you know, <laughs> what are you doing this for? <laughs> so you've got some sense of you, you've got to, you're good enough to be able to be with yourself and interested to learn to develop yourself. So this is really, there's a lot of good stuff there. Uh, and you must always remember that because sometimes, it, you know, it sounds like we're all defilements and anguish and suffering and corruptions and biases and taints and pollutions and so forth. But the sense is, no, you know, basically you're all right, but there's, a, there's some bits and pieces that, you, you know, because you're good enough, because you're all right, now you're in a state to address the things that snag you, the things that weigh on you that you don't need. You know, you can shift them. This teaching is for those with, with but a little dust in their eyes. Mm. And as you know, when you've got a bit of dust in your eyes, it hurts like hell. <laughs> It doesn't feel like a, it feels like a whole coal mine, you know, not just a little grain. <laughs> the whole thing flares and swells, doesn't it? Yeah. So we need to kind of ad- recognise that this um, this inheritance, yeah, these um, that, have, that have been programmed into us, may not be a, a true statement about the totality of what we can be aware of, but they are the things that bother us and make us lose balance and if we don't um, address them and get clear about them and unravel what we can unravel or learn to at least switch the switch off the current of the ones that we have to just live with you know at least not running down them um, if, if we don't do that then in a way we've, we've missed the great opportunity to, to fulfill the potential that we have as human beings and as meditators as people have come to this rather good time and occasion in their life to feel interested in this to have the time to follow it mm. and sometimes people say oh this is my karma you know I have to live there. this is my karma to be like this it's my karma they use karma this word karma in this way as a kind of you can almost feel the pessimism when they say that well it's my karma <laughs> <laughs> and it doesn't sound like a very good attitude to have does it it's already defeated and it's not your this is a very erroneous um, view because if sun isn't your karma it's your vipaka <laughs> Uh, it's the inheritance, it's the legacy, it's the results. And secondly, uh, you know, your karma is to clear those. So you, if you can acknowledge a result, if you can acknowledge a tendency, if you can acknowledge a program in yourself, the teachings on karma is, hey, hey, because there is karma, because there is a fresh impulse, a fresh intention, then you don't have to be that. You don't have to be limited by that. There's a way through that. And we say there's a possibility to clear out the the programs, to not be running down those channels. Mm -hmm. Furthermore, that rather than this is that I create karma, I have a lot of karma, I'm creating karma all the time, I've got so much karma, you know, this is not correct. You don't create karma, 
karma creates you. <laughs> karma creates you. A sense of you is the result of karma. There is karma. What do you you know? There's always action. Buddhas act. Buddhas speak. They move. They act. They do things. They deliberately intend to do things. They do things. They act. But what they don't do is create a me at the end of it. Yeah. So that's why they're they're both active and yet free from karma because they don't they don't generate these set programs these set pieces that feel like me are me become me and then end up kind of weighing me down <laughs> or limiting me so I'm really doing the same thing time and time again as you we may have noticed you know your life the the scenario is changing it here you are doing it again with another set of people and with another thing you know, I thought I went through this five years ago I'm doing it again you know the same sort of relationship issues and things come up my goodness just changed his face that's all it's the same bloke <laughs> with a different face on <laughs> you know or your where you operate around your work you know you thought got out of that really demanding job finished with that demanding job now I'm going to be more do what I want to do and relax in five years time you need another demanding job well how do I do that you know because your program you know generates it so you, you start to see that, that your life gets shaped by these and uh, you know then as a meditator you want to catch them really understand some of these programs because you you begin to see them more clearly in your meditation you begin to be aware of them because they will also start to colonize your meditation <laughs> they're like viruses you know they spread so you've got a little bit of spare space and time think, oh this is free time last maybe five seconds <laughs> ten seconds they start creeping in and then you there you are doing doing it doing yourself again you know doing the fidget doing the worry doing the got to doing the must doing the can't you know and being it feels like me again you know and I'm making meditation another another me project in order to get somewhere else and be something that I'm not and I can't really do it well I'm going to hurry up and make it this way there you are again now the demanding job you've just created for yourself <laughs> so but the point is that you know first of all it's there is, is the way the you know the difficult point the second point is it's not me it creates me and because it's so familiar it, go, it, it comes again and again and again that's what oh it must be me I guess you know because the me sense orients around the familiar, the repeated. You know, that, that's me, that's mine. Mm. So that, so it becomes me. So you've got to be really careful about, first of all, as you, as you start to sense some of these repetitions, how to, in through meditation or just through cultivation, how you check them. Because you, they're going to form you, you know. They're going, they're going to form you. Uh, the Buddha says, you know, the more you do this, the more 
frequently you occupy yourself in those ways, the more they become the bent and the inclination of your mind. And there's this way in which the whole thing starts to tip over. You know, first of all, you went there for fun, and you went there because it seemed a normal, natural thing to do, and you went there because why not? And eventually you can't stop. <laughs> it's sort of spun over, and you're under it. You know? uh, so the, these are sankara, one sense of them. And they, they have different depths to them. So the speech habits. Um, some of them are thought habits. Some of them are more fundamental inclinations. Uh, inclinations towards pleasant feeling. What we seek pleasant feeling through. Our interests and inclinations around the sense world, around what we can pull into ourselves. You know, how hungry we are, and how we, you know, how and how we f- seem to fulfill that need. You know, or try to fulfill that need. These very basic inclinations, the feeding on, feeding on things, feeding on sights, sounds, thoughts, ideas. Mm. A strong inclination of the heart. So that becomes the program, you know, whereby maybe we. You know, we might first of all notice we have particular things we feed on a lot. We may feed upon, I don't know, television, dull moments which on the telly, or feed upon music, or feed upon reading, or feed upon eating. You know, we go to our channel for where we can get that, what we can feed upon. And maybe we start to say, okay, well, I'll, I'll change that around, you know. Instead of doing this, I'll, I'll you know... I'll do less of this and more of that and switch it around. So you can definitely change some of those programs, those channels. And that's, that's a skill in that, seeing which are the ones that you want to um, move towards just to feel well in yourself, to feel fed. Um, so in, certainly in Dhamma practice, we might find just a good companionship um, um, loving kindness just start to feed upon qualities of your own intention and nourish you such as well sometimes what I do if I'm sitting, sitting in the car I'm not going anywhere but, you know I'm not driving so I don't have to attend to the road sit in the car or on a train I could read a magazine or a book but I might just sit there instead and just think of people with loving kindness you know, spend an hour doing that. Get a sense of that. And rather than say, you know, popping more thoughts into my head. <laughs> you know, you sit in the plane, you can look at the glossy magazine. It's there, it's all just totally, you know, lightweight fluff, really. You know, there's actually nothing much in it. But you fill up the time, you look out the window... It's about all you can do on a plane. (laughs) (laughs) Or you can sit there and just start to think of people I know who are in suffering or stress and just start to reflect like that and feel, well, that's that's a useful thing to to be full of at this particular time. You're just shifting the program. 
and uh, as a cultivator you, you recognize the most uh, available and nourishing experiences that you can feed upon are your own good intentions if you want to have something going on that you're, you're attending to and, and getting some feeling out of feed upon your good intentions that you know just so you've got someone you've got a problem with a bit of a difficulty with okay you've got some time just see if you can you can develop an intention to let that go to let the difficulty go to acknowledge the difficulty to acknowledge the struggle and to as your mind goes to that person or that attitude or that um, occasion soften slow down wide and relax so you shift the program which for you to jump out and bash something or jump out and feel immediately offended or bristling with some feeling or another you go to that and just change that and this is definitely a way in which you clean out a lot of the old karma with Parker Hmm. The Buddha gave an example of this in the case of, uh, in, a, in a sutta called the Conch Blower Sutta. Conch is a shell, you know, you make sounds through. So, and he said, well, you take the occasion of um, someone who's, who's been a mur- who's murdered somebody. Yeah. And uh, so they've set up this very, even though they've only done it once, it's not they murder everybody every day but you just murder one person in your life and that, that's maybe that's because that's so heavy that's such a heavy piece of karma that it cuts a deep groove that is your mind easily goes down there because it's so heavy mm. so karma has this differentiation differentiations in terms of severity the quality of intent if the quality of intent is deeply malicious or violent it cuts a deep groove if it's slightly irritable, it cuts a lighter groove. If it's equanimous, it's a different kind of um, sets a different thing in mind. If it's loving, it has a different pattern to it. So, if you have something where you've done something really you regret a lot, most of us haven't done any murders, but we may have things. We may have, we've had an argument or a row or you know with somebody, so that's sticking in your mind, and you keep going back to it every other day and you rerun it whose fault it was and (laughs) this that and the other and he says well in this case you know you you have to change the program so you go to that place and you notice the pain it's causing yourself and so you, you make a determination to not act in such a way again try to see through your actions Mm. see through that piece of behaviour why you acted in that way and this is really interesting because actually nobody by and large wants to do bad But we just do what seems we react, and we react. We become a slightly different person because wit, because karma creates us. 
it's not that we create karma karma creates us so when you get something um, a, a violent flush of anger you actually become a slightly different person because the karma creates you it's, you know, look about your body looks about the same, maybe a little bit redder or something, but your heart actually changes its shape. You become a different person, and then you come out of it, and you're, and then you're back to being another kind of person. You think, oh my goodness, how did I do that? Wow, that's terrible. But you didn't do it. That one is another person, if you see what I mean. And yet, there's a, there's a link. You can't say you. You didn't do it, but you can't exactly say you did do it. Because <laughs> karma, the, karm, the, the karmic current has changed now. So it's now forming a different person. And yet, there's this link. There's a, there's a link between the two. So when we try to, when we clear out a karma, we've got to almost remember, go back to who we felt, who we, what we felt like, who we were at this particular time. So you get very accurate, you know. Because if you think, oh well, you know, how do I do that? I won't do that again. Then you get this confused feeling because right now I don't understand. You know, I can start to think things, but I don't really get an empathic feeling for who I was at that time. So you get this sense of guilt. And guilt is a very unskillful state because it tends to trap. It means it almost like caps the the feeling. You can't get out of it. You can't resolve it. It just stays there like a undigested something in your stomach. And it just rests there getting heavier and heavier. And you can't clear it out. Um, So people can have a, a degree of this over various things that have been said or done in their lives. The sense of guilt. Yeah. And that's that's unskillful. So guilt always, when you're in state of guilt, you always feel you should have done something other. It was all your fault, and you should have known better. And how could you be so stupid? And must mean you're you're a useless person. So the, the guilt thing then becomes a pattern that is a program that becomes you. You become a guilt person and the guilt makes you feel like you're inadequate or corrupted or a failure of some kind. So what happens is that the unskillful action gives rise to the guilt which then seems to freeze-dries it. So it's there continually. It's kind of locked. And every time you refer to it you, you, you feel that's myself. I am a violent person or abusive person or a negative person or a domineering person or an argumentative person as a kind of permanent thing that's what sankaras, that's what programs do they take this particular flickering energy of action and they make it into a whole life story So you've always got to, as you review actions, as actions, as these tendencies come up to your mind, the regret, the sense of, well, not really, not really this, I shouldn't do that, I can't do this. Who's the, who is that? You, know, you try to kind of almost ask yourself, who, who, do, who does he or she feel like? Can you see what they feel like? They often feel twisted, 
or crushed or disturbed there's a disturbed energy and then you go to that sense of disturbed or crushed or twisted or whatever it feels like and right there you practice loving kindness right there you practice loving kindness it means you you practice loving kindness towards who you've been towards who you've been and you practice loving kindness towards whoever you may have affected and you do it both ways towards towards who you feel you have been and who you feel you've affected you do it both ways it isn't loving kindness unless you do it both ways Mm. it's got to be both ways so you start to feel that kind of confused or tangled or blurred or restricted sense you know of, of who you feel you are when you're in, when you're in your negative state or your hurt state and instead of kind of saying that's myself that's what I am or reacting to it or blaming it or saying I'm always this way that's where you practice loving kindness and compassion towards so it gives us a very good understanding and a very good uh, reference to how relevant these practices are because these are the practices that help to clear some of these emotional tones some of these emotionally based sankharas emotionally based programs that if they're not cleared keep affecting our whole mode of being they become our life they become our life message yeah it become our life message so everything we do has got a taste of that in it and we keep doing things and then coming into that inadequate feeling again that sense of oh it's never going to work for me you know you go some you have these programs you start off doing something and you come to a conflict or a struggle and this thing comes oh it's not going to work for me I can't do this and your energy just goes down wow who said that you know so there's a lot of this going on telling us who we are and often closing us down or dumbing us down or, or hobbling us in somewhere or another so you want, to, you want to get to those places with awareness and this is a program it's with Parker it's, it's not yourself it's, an, it's a piece of legacy it doesn't really matter why or who or who did it or who fault it is right now that, that's secondary first thing to recognize is what it is and secondly how what I do what I, what I do about it now well the one thing you don't want to do is is, is keep acting it out hmm. keep acting it out hmm. or supporting it oh because I'm such a stupid needy person please you've got to do this for me come on you're not a stupid needy person (laughs) you don't have to keep doing that so you go to that sense of that you feel into that and that's where you start to practice loving kindness and compassion towards and this is the or appreciative joy which is you appreciate the capacity you have to wake up from that and you appreciate the goodness and the gladness that you do have and you develop equanimity you see this is the good this is the happy this is the afflicted 
you know, and you don't you don't obsess with either. You don't think, oh, I'm a wonderful person. I don't have any problems. I don't have any suffering. I'm fine. That's your problem, you know. <laughs> when you do something wrong, it's everybody else's problem. Don't, or you don't just go into your negative stuff and think, I am a complete walking wound, you know. <laughs> Shell shocked. See, well, it's you know, you, see, you get the equanimity. So you see, you're able then to to extend your receptivity over the whole of your psychological emotional ground mm. so this is what there is these are the these are the programs this is the inheritance this is the stuff that's running okay it's now you know and then how you when you start to witness that how you find the balance within that how you don't buy into it how you don't make a self out of it you start to release it so this is very much um, a skill a tremendous possibility in, in cultivation clearing the vipaka if you don't again you'll keep living it out in fact you'll, you'll definitely almost create a little group of society around you of people who will, who will, in, who will, who will confirm in some way that that's how you are Also, in terms of these programs, this isn't always necessarily because of things we've deliberately done, you know, in, but also because of, of actions that we've kind of just picked up from other people. We may not have originated them, we picked them up and then we've acted upon them. We've kind of believed in them. We've followed them. We've followed other people's actions. So, though the actions may have originated from other people, our responsibility finally is what do you want to follow, who do you want to follow and probably most of us have not necessarily had lived with arahants and enlightened beings, we picked up a few wrong messages there about the way to go about things about what's proper or useful or fun or interesting, so we followed those now you can't really say it's your fault but again it's not exactly you're not exactly you know, even though you weren't that clear still you pick that up and followed it, so you get these kinds of um, results and programs. So it's no point in in just blaming, you know, or feeling guilty about it, because not all of it is something you did clearly or consciously. But there's no point feeling also irresponsible about it because it still has an effect. So you still should be clear about that, because you can, you can come out of that. And this is the basis is focusing mindfulness, attention, the qualities of concentration that, that keep you to stay with your, your stuff, acknowledge what's happening, stay with it, steady yourself, and then you practice loving kindness, or you soften your energy, you soften and widen, so you come out of that, you, you drag or you draw that sort of corrupted mind state and you go to that and you just start to soften it and expand it and loosen it it doesn't and that's, that's a practice so it, it doesn't it doesn't have any sting left in it it doesn't bite anymore
there's this level of of clearing sankharas that's probably where most of us are going to be needed to find most of our, our work our cultivation uh, the impulsiveness the recklessness or the dismissiveness or the things we don't really even consciously know we're doing and why it's helpful to have a kind of a frame of reference such as um, spiritual practices that start to turn the light on you know you've you've got a a good steady not impossibly high but a very honest standard of of, um, conduct to look at you know is this noble? Is this ign- is this beautiful? Or is it not beautiful? Is this demanding? Is it domineering? Is it pushy? Is it you know the kind of you know, these aren't hideous crimes, but there's certainly blemishes. So you've got something you can kind of keep acknowledging, but you don't do that in a guilt punishment way. You want to do that. There's a generosity to it, where it's up to each of us to start to to sense ourselves in. In the, when you have a good environment such as this, you start to sense yourself, you know, in terms of your ability to share, your ability to be tolerant, your ability to bring forth, you know, how much you you want for yourself. These kinds of small blemishes. Uh, I don't, I don't want to do that. I don't need that. So you've got a chance to really make your heart very wide and, and steady because you've got something to refer to around you that you live within mm. it's not impossibly high mm. and you don't have to get it all at once either you know, you don't have to be perfect from day one or even from day 121 or even day 1000 but you start to see and you, you, you work with where, you're, where you see yourself losing peace losing peacefulness, losing flow losing balance, using in a way the meditative sense as a reference, not that we're going to be sitting in samadhi day long but there's going to be a sense of being with ourselves, not losing contact with awareness, not just rushing off into automatic one way or another, not getting reckless, so you, when you, whenever you lose it, ah that's interesting ah that's interesting, that's, that's, that's the, that's the Recognition point, not oh you idiot. You know, but, oh, that's interesting. Well, look at that. And now, now I know I've lost it. That's really interesting. That's you know. And now, just let that knowing, just let it, just sit there for a while. Don't come in with the analysis. <laughs> just, just sit in the knowing. And then, how do you know? What is it? It feels kind of too tense. It feels too cramped. It feels too rushed. Great, you're really getting it now. You know what the energy feels like right now. You just go to that now and stop, soften, widen. Okay, now you're out of it. That's the end of the story. Hmm. <laughs> and great, you call it now. You know, I don't need to kind of review all the past, but just now you call it. And the more you do that, the more actually your mind gets interested in picking you up because it realizes when it picks you up you're not going to, going to go into a big slam, bam, crash, crucifixion, horror, analysis trip you're going to go into a place which feels very nice so your mind gets quicker 
and more eager to find the places where I lost it because that would be a lovely experience a sense of, ah, waking up coming home, great you know, rather than being sent off to the penal colony for another guilt indoctrination then that's, that's noble, that's kalyana that's the beautiful this is the way we can grow it's like you're starting to see those little those little loving neurons pop open <laughs> get a bit of juice run down them <laughs> you start to see the wisdom neurons kind of start to tingle and glow you know uh, so you get, it gets quicker and it gets quicker and as you get more conscious of the of, a, of the steady flow then you, you detect more easily the kind of the losing it and maybe you find out where the little buttons are the, the push buttons that get you going where they are they, okay now really around this particular button let's really slow down and watch what happens when this one gets touched <laughs> the V mind you know <laughs> where that where that's hovering you know it's in some territory you know this is my place my job <laughs> my position <laughs> took it my way <laughs> you know the hackles rise or whatever it is you know yeah. or the overprotective things we can get the hovering called helicopter parents just kind of hover over children <laughs> We could be like that, helicopters. <laughs> you know, so all kinds of things that you realise this is not, uh, this is not the. You don't have to be this because the energy doesn't feel right, and that's a. I think that's a really useful way of of uh, coming to terms with these things. Feel the energy. You know, feel them energetically rather than analyse them conceptually or in terms of history or in terms of personhood or in terms of selfhood which is going to go entirely the wrong way because karma creates self self doesn't create karma so if you're looking to find the self who's responsible for all this you're going to go round and round in circles like a, like a tail chasing its dog <laughs> And then we come to deeper inclinations as you begin to check that, as your, particularly as your practice of meditation, mindfulness and awareness deepens and widens. So you can begin to, these flickers no longer really throw out. They just rise up like ripples in the, in the stream. As they're rising up, you, just, you can soothe them and, and release them. And you see deeper inclinations, inclinations towards having something or being something or... Um, becoming something knowing something and so these become the issues for meditation particularly uh, you know you can be meditating quite comfortably and there's something you wants to know how you're doing how am I doing well is this stage or that stage oh stop it you know that, that kind of nagging to want to know or to want to become something so these are the most, almost the most fundamental um, places where we get activated. The do it, know it, figure it, feel you've got somewhere. 
because they will still give rise to the sense of a self who has accomplished something, who has known something, who has arrived somewhere. Yeah. And how does a self arrive at selflessness? <laughs> Can't, can it? So, it's so that we're looking at those very powerful inclinations that we have to know who we are and to know how we're doing and to know where we've got to because it's these are actually the wrong language as soon as you try and know it you're not there you're in, you're in trying to know it you're in trying to be there like if you need to know it you haven't got it <laughs> so the lot in meditation um, part you know first we do need to have quite a lot of framework and then eventually as you study you just use the energy use your own clarity and happiness lose your own sense of ease and steadiness as your guide and all the things that want to call it this or that whether you're a stream mentor or a stream paddler or whatever you are <laughs> you know those all the, those become hindrances and your, your practice is just to keep <coughs> emptying into uncertainty into the not knowing till your river can dissolve that wave of that wave of anxiety which is what it is a wave of clinging then there isn't really self doesn't have to get formed mm. but that's some that's a that's a practice that's a deep realization that's a, that's a fruition so we can't go around saying oh there's no self doing something so it really doesn't matter what I do because there's nobody doing it no, this is kind of just mumbo jumbo really because the point isn't whether there's a self doing it or not it's whether what is being done is skillful or unskillful you know, <laughs> that's the point and if it's unskillful you know, then whether there's a self or not stop doing it because the scene that really you know um, so in this way we see that the the Vipaka, particularly these sankharas, these forms and the views and the strategies of self that get formed that we're born with really you know, why we got born because there is this strong inclination to be something so this is the, the deepest level of in our inheritance that we can free ourselves from there can be a freedom from that there can be an, at least a recognition of that and a sense of does this really does this really does this really you know does this really get you somewhere because in my experience it just goes round and round it doesn't, doesn't finish and uh, after a while you kind of you know as I was saying the other day to someone it's just a matter of taste whether you feel something you feel is you've had enough <laughs> of this and that's, that's the when that particular uh, piece of intelligence gets you know that piece of knowing gets switched on but it looks after itself as you start to clear through some of the obvious 
blemishes and, and, and inheritances and reactive patterns and into the more fundamental ones then slowly the, the more deep rooted stuff becomes apparent and the practice remains the same you acknowledge it don't panic soften, steady widen and release it Thank you.